is Bart Isley. I'm here with Ryan Yeeman for the latest edition of the Scrums Play Podcast. And right off the top, we'd like to thank the SB Podcast presenting sponsor, CNG Paving. If you want your paving or asphalt job done right the first time, you want CNG to knock it out. With 30 years of experience under owner Jeff Gray, this family-owned local business has been taking care of roads, parking lots, and driveways across Central Virginia for decades. And with a five-star rating on Facebook, you know they're going to get it right. Give them a call at 540-456-6179 today for a free estimate. This is Bart Isley. I'm here with Ryan Yeeman for the latest edition of the Scrimmage Play Podcast. And we only have one week left in the regular season for the public schools, and we are into playoff football for the private schools. Uh, a week into it for the eight-man teams. I mean, this is this is the the heart of the season right here. Yeah, the, the crunch is felt. Uh, it certainly was felt last week. There's some must-win games there. Um, and then this week, uh, yeah, this is do or die. Do or die. So let's start off with, uh, as we do every week, with the C&G Road Grader of the Week. And uh, I think it's it's unfair to give it to one guy on this offensive line. So we're giving a group award here. Woodbury Force offensive line uh, with a huge performance against a really, really talented, tough uh, Fork Union front. I, those guys have played pretty well uh, all year. You know those guys like Miles Brickhouse uh, and, and company. And, and I think it's got to be the Woodbury offensive line this week. Uh, five guys. Uh, a, a, I think it's one senior, two sophomores, two juniors. So a line that you know you're going to see a lot of uh, next year, maybe the next year after that. And, and it, it's a, a fascinating group because Woodbury has been through so much this year. Um, and they've just they've just had a, a rough go, lost a lot of close games, and uh, it's it's a pretty it, it's a group that had a lot of promise going into the year, and now is really kind of fulfilling that. And they did that by 228 yards rushing, 6.9 yards per carry. And let's run down the the group that we got here. You got center, you got Woodbury's Oscar Civilian, you got Graham Goodwin uh, out at left tackle, you got Hutch Bray at left guard. You got Gavin Guzak out at right guard, and you got Aussie Joseph playing that right tackle. Uh, and not not a giant offensive line as we've seen, you know, back in the Clark Yarborough days from uh, from Woodbury, but a, a pretty good group, a really technical group. Yeah, um, and we alluded to it last week. Uh, just the line play had to be so good for the rushing performance. Uh, for them to get their first one of the season uh, and, you know, really attacking the ground. Um, obviously, this is a team that's been able to throw the ball uh, pretty effectively. When you have a quarterback like Ben Locklear, uh, you're going to be able to do that even in some of these losses. And even in those losses, I mean, we've talked about it, how close they were. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a team whose record is very uh, deceptive mm-hmm. um, uh, based on the number of one-possession games there. Uh, but, yeah, the uh, offensive line, I mean, coming into the, the season when, when Scott Braswell fills out his preseason form, uh, he, he tells us that this is like the offensive line, uh, defensive line, that that's the real sort of, uh, I mean, growing pain area for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and look at look at the end of the season, the, the way these guys came together. Uh, that's Super fascinating. Uh, and it gives them so much hope. There were so many uh, unheralded heroes on that group last year that was a, you know, that was a really good uh, sort of yeoman-like crew. Uh, that worked together last year on the line. It wasn't uh, just one star athlete kind of doing it. It was just a, the way they all clicked together um, on both sides of the line, uh, defensive and offensive. And I think with, uh, as as you said here, I mean, when you have a group that, that is that young and plays that well against a FUMA defensive line uh, that features a Miles Brickhouse, um, that, that bodes so well for the future. Um, the, having that sort of set in place um, I think it gets you really excited for what they've got going forward. And they've got a big one coming up, uh, Episcopal 
I mean, you can forget about a lot of the season. I don't know that there's a, a better way to end the season uh, than sort of getting your rival uh, in a bowl game. I mean, there's no better way to describe that atmosphere uh, up there. It's absolutely fascinating. It's college football atmosphere. Uh, they've got their opportunity here to come out and uh, make a name for themselves as an offensive line there. Yeah, they got to do it on the road. Uh, and, you know, obviously they, they picked up that training win, I believe, on the road. So they, they can do it. Um, but it, you know, it, it's a group that, you know, they got a lot of help. Donovan Baker has been really good. He's just, he's smart. He hits the hole. Well, uh, he, he executes what they need from him. Uh, he's a converted wide receiver that they brought over the last couple of weeks over to running back. And that seemed to make a big difference. But some of it, like you said, is just growing up. I mean, a, a lot of young guys that are kind of figuring it out and, and playing really well. And, you know, when, when you look at, you know, that kind of group and you got maybe four of those guys coming back that has a chance to really be a strength for them next year so yeah. um really fun to see and and you know an easy pick for road grader of the week when you're throwing up 6.9 yards a carry in a huge game against four huge yeah first down every two plays um that'll usually do it for you and yes. i mean yeah the, the basic key is real simple i mean obviously they developed the chemistry that you have to have on an offensive line and stayed healthy um you know Bigger, stronger, and great communication. Uh, that's that's an easy way to build a strong front like they, they have now. For us, Offensive Player of the Week, uh, it was such an explosive week and a bunch of teams kind of and, and individual guys putting together huge performances. So let's start. We talked about him you know, on the website. We, we posted about it. Jalen Alexander became the second all-time leading rusher uh, at Orange and a really big game for him. Yeah, it makes you wonder if uh, he had a, a playoff resume uh, the way Takeem Hedgeman did. Uh, where does he stack up? Wow, but, yeah. yeah. This is a guy who just he just averages 200 yards a game, um, and it's not because he breaks off a bunch of 90-yarders. Um, and, you know, you know he, he gets 20 touches maybe, um, and he just thunders for eight yards every time. Um, and he's a bruising back. Uh, he's smart too. Um, this guy avoids contact uh, when he, when he's running to the sidelines and gets out of bounds. Where maybe he, maybe he can charge for two or three more, but he's already got the first down. And, and why take the physical contact or you know some of those plays when you're going to the sidelines, you get thrown and there's a flag that you get out of it. But just kind of an awkward position, easy way to break a collarbone, that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, what what a absolute monster of a running back he's been from I mean Jump Street. Yeah, like, I mean, he's just, he's been phenomenal, uh, continues to be, and now has, you know, between the way his team has responded around him, and that, I mean, that senior group is huge. Uh, senior night at Orange was, I mean, it was the entire sideline to sideline uh, of of guys uh, getting honored for, for all the work they put in, and Jalen's one of them, and his offensive line is, is mostly made up of seniors, Colby McGee and that group. Uh, what a turnaround to their season, um, and an opportunity now... Maybe they can squeak into this playoff uh, in, in Region Four there with uh, you know Louisa at the top, um, but maybe maybe Orange can sneak in um, and don't be surprised if Jalen throws again another two hundred some yard performance. I mean, the list to to be number two to get to number two, you're passing some really great running backs and obviously most recently Joe Whalen is sort of the guy that was that four year starter. Um, putting up crazy numbers in a very consistent fashion, um, the same way Jalen has. Uh, just, I mean, one good game after. It's not like either of these guys has some like a bunch of four hundred yard games of, uh, against cupcake schedules. Oh. Um, that's the other thing. I mean, Orange Orange went out and played a schedule this year, <laughs> um, and, and Louise always does too. So, 
Same as Waylon um, Alexander going out there playing it against tough defenses and boxes that are stacked against him to take him out of the game. And okay, fine, you, you know, you're not going to get the the ninety yard runs left and right, um, but you're you're going to get all eight guys, all nine guys coming in and having to make a play on a guy that is going to drag you. I mean, yeah. that's just what he does. Yeah, tremendous player, and, and it's fun to see. Uh, him move up the boards, um, and and an easy pick for uh, offensive player of the week. A few other guys though that definitely deserve uh, some recognition. Uh, Wade Fox out at Madison County. The Mountaineers get their first win of the year. Yeah, congratulations to Madison. It's obviously been tough sledding for them, um, and this is one they had circled uh, as, as a winnable game. And they didn't just go out there and oh, oh we slipped one pass and the, they beat the snot out of them. <laughs> yeah, forty two to zero against Rappahannock. Uh, it, Wade Fox went nine of 16, 180 yards. Four touchdowns, uh, really nice performance at quarterback. Got a lot of guys involved, um, and, and you know it, you could see it ha- coming with uh, the Page game where they were like in the top ten all time in scoring uh, between the two teams. And Page is a pretty good football team, a, a team that took apart a Nelson squad that was riding pretty high coming into that game, and uh, they they were able to kind of mash them up a little bit and. You know, I think it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what Madison does from here. Uh, they got an East Rock team that's usually really tough um, coming up. But, you know, this has got to be a big boost for them going into the offseason. We know what John Rasnick can bring to the table as far as creativity on offense. And I, I think that maybe this sets the stage for some bigger things in the next few years. This has all been about process for them all year. Um, and, and to see it pay off in a really, you know, well-executed performance is awesome. Um, also, Charlottesville's Isaiah Washington uh, in, a, in a losing effort. He returned after getting hurt against Western, didn't play against Monticello, comes back uh, against Albar. 26 carries, 181 yards, two touchdowns, a lot of heart. Uh, the guy played his tail off from, from the jump. Uh, he, he, he was playing quarterback. And to pick up 181 yards at quarterback is no easy task and, and a heck of a performance from him. Yeah, I mean, all you can do for, for Charlottesville is sort of tip your cap and that it's just such a tough two seasons. I mean, it makes no sense to be that unlucky the way they were. Uh, and, and Washington is definitely a guy that you, you've talked about. Um, if that guy was healthy uh, all year round, uh, what would his numbers look like? Yeah, we'd um, be talking about Isaiah Washington all the time. He's a tremendous two-way player. Uh, he he got hurt last year. I think was the yeah. broken ankle. He gets hurt again. Came Western back late. strong in that Monticello game last year to get them the win. Um, yeah. I mean, just and a tough runner. Um, I mean, we've mm-hmm. seen him on the basketball court. I mean, his style there is no different than than sure. it is in football. Just I mean, grinding on you. Yeah, I, I, big fan of his and you know, big fan of the way he plays. And like he talked about that, Charlottesville team came out didn't play like they were O and I. They didn't roll over. They were they were ready to play. And to see that kind of heart uh, says a lot about what that coaching staff's doing over there. Um, says a lot about those kids to to keep fighting because it'd be easy to roll over when you're O and nine. Uh, I played on a, a one and nine football team in high school. It's it's not fun, um, and, and it's easy to kind of roll over. And yeah. those guys just keep going. And on the flip side in that game. Uh, Ebenezer McCarthy got the ball 30 times and he rushed for 260 yards, just a complete sellout to the run by Al Mar. Um, and they did just enough to open things up for three touchdowns on Jake King uh, to Tory Green. Um, and, and McCarthy was a big reason why. They went to him like nine times in a row to open the second half. Um, McCarthy, 260 yards, 30 carries for the sophomore. Uh, really bodes well. That kid's going to be special in the future. Yeah, I mean, Albemarle in a situation there where we've talked about it before, um, avoiding Mountain View in that region. Um, but, uh, yes, maybe, maybe they uh, avoid disaster there and, and fall into that eight seed. Maybe they slip into seven here now. Um, and 
who knows from there? I mean, if, if McCarthy can keep the hot hand like that uh, in a playoff game, you never know. Never know. So, Defensive Player of the Week, kind of like that Woodbury uh, offensive line. It's not really fair to just give it to one guy on this group. But a, a team that we got to recognize for the entire body of work that they've put together since uh, they beat Appomattox, they lose to Goochland, and then they've just been on a roll since then. And that's got to be a, a Buckingham squad that's just – it's really exciting to see what they've done this year. Yeah, I mean, if you go back and look at the scores, um, I mean, it's 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 – Unbelievable dominance that they put together in this this run. Um, seven wins in a row there, um, and they have a big one with Nottaway coming up this year uh, or this week. Sorry to to finish out the the regular season in the year for the, uh, them, um, and uh, we'll, we'll see. Obviously, they they looks like they've locked up a home playoff game, but uh, what I mean, what dominance the, the points that they're giving up are second team defense stuff. I mean, they're going out there and getting up thirty five nothing on people, and obviously the offense is playing great. But just even going back to that Goochland overtime game, um, I mean, listening to the Goochland coaching staff talking about, like, they're going to have nightmares of number 20 coming at them. That's Walter Edwards. Uh, I mean, he's been such a great running back for him, but has developed into a, a linebacker that just is a tackling machine in the center of this defense. And uh, I mean, only six opponents have been able to score uh, more than one time on, on Buckingham's defense, um, which, I mean, just that, that that's an unbelievable number for them, especially... Uh, you know, it's it's very easy for for a lot of you know second half teams when there's a running clock to just steal one here and there, but they have not done that in regulation. I mean, they they hold Goochland to one touchdown there. Uh, just unbelievable performance by this defense. Great, this is a young group on the defensive line outside of Cole Edmonston. Um, so it, it, great uh, experience in the secondary. Tay Tony's exceptional. Xavier Copeland in the special teams area too. Um, they've got great defensive backs. Xavier Goff. Um, just everywhere you look, uh, this is a defense that has gone out there and made a name for itself. Um, and obviously, I mean, so many of these guys are two-way starters. They just uh, You just see momentum flowing through that offense into this defense. Uh, these are big play guys. Yeah, just to run through the numbers real quick. Edwards, 59 tackles. That's 7.3 a game. 10 tackles for a loss on the year. Demetrius Davis, 47 tackles. Yeah, that's another one. Yep. Four and a half sacks, nine and a half tackles for a loss. Xavier Gov, 42 tackles, nine tackles for a loss. Cole Edmonston, 30 tackles, six, tack- six sacks, six tackles for a loss. Like, it, it's a lot of guys that spread out. So you're not going to see one guy with 120 tackles. On a, on a- Two A squad. That's yeah. the other thing. I mean, it's just not a lot easy of to depth. find that kind of depth on a, on a roster uh, that size. You know, school school total uh, student body number that size. And so, Buckingham's they they put it together. I mean, you got to got to Seth Wilkerson has just done an exceptional job building the character of this team into the hard nosed defense that it had back in two thousand. You know, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, and so forth, fifteen. Um, I mean, it's just uh, it's fun to see this group excel the way they have, and uh, the the future is very bright. Because again, uh, yeah, sure, Edwards and Edmonston, those are those are senior leaders, but uh, there's a lot of young guys around them, yeah. um, particularly in the trenches. They're going to be good for a few years, uh, for sure. Um, so really exciting to see. And then, you know, it, that sort of sums up the awards and, and leads us naturally into, you know, uh, what this last week of the season where everything is 
you know, everything's on the line for a number of different teams. Um, for starters, Covenant and Stab are facing off of that VISFL uh, final. And, you know, we, we know that one's going to be a big one. Uh, and Covenant really kind of had the upper hand in that first one. We'll see what Stab can kind of get back in the lab. It's, it's going to be funny because we talked about it last year. You know, Covenant handled Stab twice, right? Yep. And then all of a sudden that state t- title game was, oh, Stab showed up. Um, they've got a couple extra tricks. And it's almost like you wonder if, if Stab in that regular season game didn't play its whole hand there. They didn't uh, maybe didn't put some things on tape. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. Or or maybe Covenant was just all right. I mean, Co- Covenant's got the dudes. Uh, <laughs> yes. As, as you like to say, they they've got the guys. That they 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 can probably go out there and and, and do this thing. Uh, they I mean, there hasn't been a better team in that league um, in the last two years. Not even close. So. No. Jonas Sanker's unbelievable. We talked about him before. He just plays his butt off. Nick Sanker just committed to Princeton. He plays his butt off. I mean, they, those guys really know how to get the job done. Um, and it's a bunch of other guys that are stepping up. Every week, it seems like one other guy is kind of stepping up in a big way for them. So I'll set the over-under at 120 in that one. <laughs> Minimum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get there. I'll, t- I'll take that over. Um, I, I really... You know, so that one obviously is coming up, and then Fork Union and Blue Ridge uh, jumping into that first round of the state semifinals. Uh, really big game. Blue Ridge finished the season really nicely against Bishop O'Connell, uh, cleaned it up. We, you know, we love this offense. Uh, it sputtered uh, in a couple of different situations here late in the year, um, but it, they crushed Christchurch early in the year. They get Christchurch again. Homer win. You can't underrate him. He's a legendary coach for a reason. He's going to have some tricks, like you talked about with John Blake. Homer win's going to have some stuff going. It's going to be interesting to see what Blue Ridge does to adjust and kind of figure things out, but they get the home game. Um, that's that's really big for them, and I just love what this offense has to you know bring and you know and the defense. I think when it's locked in is really darn good too. I mean, it is look fifty three to zero against Goochland is not the result you want, but Goochland is a a different animal sometimes. Yeah, and that's a Goochland team that has made unbelievable improvements and just sort of showing them off. Uh, against Blue Ridge and, and good for Blue Ridge bouncing back and, and securing that home win. Uh, that makes a big difference in the private school level. Those, some of those bus rides are pretty long yeah. when you get down to these 14 playoffs. You don't want to drive all the way out to Tappahannock and you want to stay right up there in St. George. So really exciting for Blue Ridge and Kenyon Carter, Lance Gaskins, Isis Lewis, uh, Malik Brown, uh, Andy Nwaco got in on the act uh, on offense. He caught a touchdown pass this week. We know what he brings to the table as a defensive end. So we're really excited to see what Blue Ridge is able to put together where they can get into that uh, championship game against most likely North Cross. They gave up 70 to North Cross so, uh, in that first meeting, so hopefully they've, they've figured some things out. They've got some different tricks, and if they get a shot against them, that's going to be exciting. But Fuma, Blue Ridge, and then on the public side, we know what it's coming down to. Uh, a lot of teams are, are, are still fighting for playoff position. Orange County versus Western looks like the monster of a game. Yeah, uh, back-to-back ones for Orange um, as they look to try and slip into this thing. And then, obviously, Western trying to bounce back from that Louisa game. Um, you know, in this one, I don't know that offensively that Orange... I mean, Orange is a little bit different than Louisa in that they're probably a little more comfortable in the passing attack. But as far as a physical ground game goes, you're getting the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so Western has to be prepared for that, has to be able to throw up a big number on that Orange defense, uh, which has not been easy for teams of late. I thought uh, Orange did a pretty good job of just sort of containing Fluvanna's uh, rushing attack there. Um, you know, the, the Fluco sort of had some issues early on in that game, uh, letting Orange jump out to a 14 nothing lead before, you know, three minutes have even gone by. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the playoff life on the line, Western, 
hard to know where they where they sit right now. Um, I mean, some fluidity in the bottom yeah, of that region that, that we see. That has been uh, that has been the crazy sort of uh, wheel of fortune yeah. uh, region in our area. Um, you just never really know where you stand, um, and it, it's been pretty pretty fluid all season. But yeah, both teams. I mean, you have to be able to finish strong. Um, I, I think Western when you see that that Louisa game. Maybe it was just a little too much depth overall for them, uh, but this is this is funny. We were talking about it out at Orange uh, amongst uh, some of the fans and coaching staff. I mean, Orange has great skill positions. You look at a Jairique Washington. That's a guy that can play, um, you know, at a very fast pace. The sort of some of the style that Western has has shown us in the past in the receiving game. Uh, it, it's similar in Orange. Um, Jalen Alexander. I don't I don't know. If there's a more physical player on the team, so edge goes to Orange in that. In that regard, and so then this one just sort of falls down to where almost all football does inside the trenches. I I wonder which defensive line here is going to be able to sort of put up uh, a couple stops here and there. Not necessarily put together an amazing game tape, but when you third and manageable, when do you get quarterback pressure and and force a bad throw? That kind of stuff. It, it just sort of timely stops from your defensive line. No question about it. And then the other one that's big, Fluvanna Monticello, the Flucos. Have really slid since that start. It's been tough. Yeah, yeah. and so they, this is one they gotta have, um, and and they're fighting for their life to stay in that bottom of that region three C. Uh, we may see one out, one in. Uh, frankly, at this point with Fluvanna Western, we're we're gonna get a look at the uh, at the numbers um, coming up. But it, it's just it's this is a tough one. Uh, the Flucos have to have this one, and they are not sleeping on Monticello. Uh, it's it's some of the first words that came out of Coach Morris's mouth was just how much respect he has for the quarterback play um, at Monticello. I mean, it's just uh, one of those areas where very quietly under the radar, you have uh, just a superb athlete. Um, so we're going to see that from Fluvanna, sort of making sure that they shore things up um, against Monticello. And a Monticello team that can very, I mean, we saw the, the way they did it to Western. Um, they can sneak up, sneak up on you. It's, yeah. it's not, I mean... Malachi Fields is that kind of guy. He's a difference maker. Um, and so we're, we're going to see an interesting game from them. Uh, again, two contrasting styles. I think Fluvanna, um, obviously they've been dinged up a little bit lately, um, and we'll see if they get back to full strength in this game. Um, but that's a team where their rushing attack, I think they can grind out a win um, uh, with, with just sort of uh, three, four-yard runs at a time, um, getting first downs and just moving chains and, and sort of ball control and, and time of possession stuff that adds up. Um, it's sort of Joel Gray style as an offensive coordinator. He knows how to do it. He's been doing it a long time. Um, interesting there. Whereas Monticello's got that big play threat. Um, you know, Malachi Fields with his legs. Maybe he finds Will Trent something like that in the air on on you know big drop back play. Um, should be an interesting one there. And two two teams that, uh, that there's not a it's a border battle between them. Mm-hmm. Not a lot that separates. Uh, you know, if if you line up whether uh, you're on. Fluvanna or Monticello, uh, it's it's right over there. So fifty three over to twenty, right? That's right. So big, big couple of games, big games in the private school ranks as as everybody plays in the postseason. So um, and, and obviously Woodbury Episcopal, like you said, is a college bowl game atmosphere. So a lot of big games coming up this week. The playoff picture will be solidified. We'll know who's moving on, and uh, we're excited to do, check it out. So uh, make sure you swing back with us, and uh, we'll be back next week.